0: Hi, Vanessa here. Are you a counselor, a therapist, or other type of licensed behavioral health clinician? If so, you may be interested in a book I wrote called Burnout, Self-Care for Behavioral Health Clinicians. Check it out at TherapistAssets.com, also known as VanessaLexShop.com. The topic for today is going to be toxic work environments. I'm doing this podcast today on this topic because I feel like it's an issue that I can't ignore anymore. Um, toxic work environments seem to be everywhere. It seems to be increasing. And when I look at the history of work, it's never been an easy thing for many people. You know, when you look at the history of America, there's been a lot of agricultural work, which it was and still is for many grueling work, challenging work. You look at the industrial revolution of our country, the early 1900s, grueling work, challenging work, and there were labor laws introduced subsequently because of um, horrible things that were happening to people, to children, severe injuries, and so on and so forth. And so you would think with all the laws that we have and with people's civil rights, that work would be better than ever, that workplaces would be better than ever. But what I've discovered is that's not the case. Instead, there seems to be countless employers that are determined to skirt the laws designed to protect people from discrimination, harassment, retaliation, and being bullied or even mobbed at work, which mobbing, by the way, is a form of bullying on steroids where typically a leader may enlist others, co-workers to help target someone, bully them, disenfranchise them inside of the workplace and make it to where they're forced out. This is also known as constructive discharge, where the workplace becomes so intolerable that someone decides to leave as a result. And it's really common. And so there's just so many situations where I look around, all around me in the world, it seems like this is very common. For example, there are countless cheerleaders now, so many cheerleaders, former NFL cheerleaders that are or have sued the organization. Um, there is an I believe an equal employment opportunity complaint against one of the teams now, and they're complaining of basically a hostile work environment due to discrimination, discriminatory practices, and they're complaining about they've about they've been complaining about abuses that took place different types of harassment. One of them complained about being injured at work by a fan being intentionally placed in unsafe situations. And I suspected all along that this was the case because there have been things have been shown publicly where these women were not being treated in a way that was respectful nor dignified in my opinion. And I remember, um, When I was 18, looking at a local NFL team and thinking when I found out more details about it regarding the pay, especially that there was no way on earth I would even consider doing that. However, you know, many of these women, it's their lifelong dream as a teenager, as a young person to do this. So when they get to be 18, 19, 20, whatever, they decide to follow through and do it. And then it ends up becoming a nightmare for many of them, evidently, based upon what they're saying. So that, that's one example, but that's just anecdotal. There's so many others. You know, I have been a behavioral health clinician for a little while now, and I speak to other behavioral health clinicians that talk about how their private practices and their works is actually filling up with clients because of employee assistance programs that are designed to help employees with. Whatever problems they're having. And many employees are coming to behavioral health clinicians, such as similar to myself, because they are having all kinds of issues at work. And a lot of times it has to do with toxic work environments. People, employees, they go to their doctors to get leave of absences from work because of this, because of health problems. They go to behavioral health clinicians because of addictions or anger management issues or other health-related issues that they're having because of horrible supervisors, terrible leaders, bad co-workers, and overall <clears throat> unhealthy work environments. And it is really, I think, reached epidemic proportions. And I think it's only going to get worse because there seems to be No effective laws to prevent this kind of behavior in the workplace. And also management oftentimes seems to be ill-equipped to hire people that are appropriate and to really manage people accordingly in a work environment that's healthy for everyone involved. And believe it or not, behavioral health clinicians and behavioral health organizations are frequently in these situations. of being, excuse me, of being, you know, victimized at work, of being um, disenfranchised, of being paid inexcusably low wages, despite the fact that the organization's profiting hugely off their services, and so on and so forth. Um, There's a book that came out fairly recently, and it is called Dying for a Paycheck, How Modern Management Harms Employee Health and Company Performance and What We Can Do About It. A man named Jeffrey Pfeffer, P-F-E-F-F-E-R, wrote the book and and He says in the description, in one survey, 61% of employees said that workplace stress had made them sick, and 7% said they had actually been hospitalized. Job stress costs U.S. employers more than $300 billion annually and may cause 120,000 excess deaths each year. And that's a direct quote. And then it goes on to talk about other countries And how people are literally dying for a paycheck. And I have to tell you, none of it really surprises me. Intuitively, I feel like I've known this all along. And, you know, part of that is what led me to wanting to open up my own company. There were many reasons, but that's definitely one of them of not wanting to be in toxic work environments and having to be subjected to the whims of someone who doesn't care about your health, or about even the clients that I'm working with, who I'm trying to help and trying to serve, and so you know that was my solution. But many people may not have that option, or may not know how to get out of a toxic work environment, and it is really tricky to navigate. And something I like to bring up is kind of the legal aspect of it. Just FYI, I am not keyword not a lawyer, but. You know, there are a lot of laws and the books that are supposed to help protect people, but it seems like they rarely do. And in fact, oftentimes employees and others are unsuccessful at defending their rights and their civil rights in the workplace, period. And um, the policies I've seen firsthand are typically poorly crafted by these employers. And if they are crafted well and well thought out, they're rarely enforced. And I mean, rarely enforced. It's more about lip service. It's more about checking a box for legal reasons than it is about creating, intentionally creating a functional and healthy work environment that actually makes sense. Um, And it's really sad and it's really unfortunate because, you know, depending on what type of work you're in, it doesn't just hurt the employees. It also hurts the people they're supposed to be serving, whether they be patients or customers or clients, depending on what industry you're in. So that's some of the information about toxic work environments. And so some of the ways I would suggest being able to identify whether or not you're in a toxic work environment. And these are kind of things that I've figured out through life experience and observations and listening to countless people talk about toxic work environments some being my own peers, my own colleagues. And so here are some examples of the possible, these are maybe some signs you may consider that may indicate that you're possibly in a toxic work environment. If you have a supervisor or coworkers that are calling people names that are demeaning, disrespectful, um, or discriminatory in some way. If you have a leader or supervisor that is routinely having meltdowns at work, meaning behavior that where they start just losing it and can't keep their composure, whether that means crying and sobbing for no real apparent reason, or if it means becoming really irate and angry for no apparent reason, um... Outbursts such as shaking their head around, banging their fist on their desk. Though that's another sign of a toxic work environment. Um, Favoritism towards certain employees or certain workers, and harsher treatment towards other workers. Um, Blatant discriminatory behavior towards certain workers. Other signs would be things like. an example of discriminatory behavior or favoritism could be allowing someone to take vacation whenever they want and then forcing another person to pick up the slack and to cover their work and to do work for them and never granting that person paycheck or not paycheck, sorry, a vacation or regularly granting it to them. Those would be examples of a potentially toxic work environment being loaded up with more work than one can handle or reasonably do expecting people to work without pay or work above and beyond what was originally agreed to in the original work agreement whatever that may have been bait and switch is something else i would say is a warning sign of a toxic work environment meaning you were originally hired on to do a certain job but once you get there it's something completely different and they may have switched out the amount of your money you're going to be paid, the type of job you're going to do, who your supervisor is, um, or other really specific, critical things about the job. Those are just some of the things, but um, there are many others that I'm sure that I'm not thinking of. You know, some of the things that the cheerleaders, the former NFL cheerleaders have complained about. That they said made for a horribly toxic work environment. In some of the words were used, like hostile work environment, was that one um, cheerleader alleged that she had duct tape put on her skin. Um, others said that they were once again called names or fat shamed for their bodies um, and things like that. So others alleged blatant sexual harassment. And others alleged gender discrimination, where you know the NFL football players were allowed to do certain things, but the cheerleaders were not allowed to, so unequal treatment. So, these are just things that fascinate me because it's so rampant and it's so problematic, and it's pretty apparent that this is a huge issue. You know, the book Dying for a Paycheck mentions specifically the healthcare costs that causes to have employees in toxic work environments and then employers unloading these people um, when they're psychologically or physically damaged. And now they're being unloaded onto a healthcare system that has to absorb the cost or onto the social welfare that has to absorb the cost that maybe they're disabled. Um, I've seen for, I've seen and known a lot of things about workplaces that have, um, physically disabled people or psychologically disabled them to the point where they can no longer work anymore because the work environment was so toxic or so dangerous, um, which basically go hand in hand. And so, you know, this is a really serious issue because most people in America need to work and whether you're a white collar worker, or a blue collar worker, it doesn't matter, but people need to be able to earn a living and to be treated with dignity and respect. And far too often that's not happening. And this needs to stop, you know, um, if, and when, you know, I'm in a situation where I'm hiring employees or those to work for me in some way, which in some ways, you know, I already have now. I think about it. um, Most people that have companies own companies do pretty quickly in some way, shape or form, even if it's externally, you know, my goal is to always treat people with dignity and respect because I want to treat people the way that I would want to be treated. And unfortunately, not everyone has that mentality. And some people, quite frankly, many people that end up in these management positions seem to want to abuse their power and abuse other people. And it may be because they have behavioral health issues or some other issue and they just think that this is acceptable behavior and they're going to do whatever they want and get away with it. And, um, you know, a good way to know that the person knows you're doing something wrong is if they behave differently in front of their supervisor, but when their supervisor goes away, they suddenly go back revert to their normal behavior, which is terrible. So, um, yeah, that's some information. And other information is that evidently a lot of managers never, ever get any training on how to manage. Um, I know of this firsthand where I've seen this happen, managers being placed into management positions, not because they are the most qualified, but instead because they have hung around the longest and no one else wanted the job because maybe the job entailed long hours and well pay. But they hung around long enough, got the job and then may start power tripping once they get it or they're so unqualified and incompetent and poorly trained that they do a terrible job managing people and contribute to toxic work environments. So, yeah, you know, I think it's something that needs to be discussed because I think the more that this is brought up and discussed up like publicly in public forums openly, the more likely that something will change. I wish you the best. And if you're in a toxic work environment, I would definitely encourage you to at a minimum contact a behavioral health clinician in your area. See if there's an employee assistance program that can assist you with getting some counseling to help you cope with the stress and possibly plan for the way forward.